welcome to another episode of the Sensible Hippie Podcast. I'm your host, the Sensible Hippie. Today, I have an amazing guest, Shelby Thompson. Shelby is the founder of Unjected, a platform that connects with like-minded individuals. Unjected was born from a profound vision, a vision to cultivate a space where individuals could come together, not only for love and friendship, but also for a sense of belonging. Unjected's mission extends even further. It recognizes the profound significance of blood supply, reproductive donors such as sperm, eggs, and breast milk. Today, we have the privilege to talk and dive deep into the inspiring journey of Shelby Thompson. Please join me welcoming Shelby as she shares her remarkable story and extraordinary impact of Unjected. Welcome to the Sensible Hippie Podcast. I really appreciate your time being here today. Thank you. Um, Shelby, you are an incredible, incredible young lady. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Um, And what you're doing is so important. Um, When COVID hit, I mean, everything just went crazy. I'm sure. And I, 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 I didn't know about you before until just recently my son told me about you awesome and um yeah and um so i I just recently heard your story and and the struggle and um you are an incredible young lady and and despite all that was against you you still decided to hey instead of separating people i want to i want to bring a community together I want to bring the unvaxxed and, and, and feel and have them feel safe in yeah. this community. Yeah. That's amazing. And a congratulations on that. Thank you. Uh, I mean, yeah. Thank what, you. What, um, what made you decide to do that? Well, you know, I have like a lot of different reasons. Uh, you know, one of them being that I was harmed by big pharma myself, you know, back in the day uh, when I actually I had the Gardasil vaccine, you know, that was told for many women as this you know, revolutionary cancer preventative you know, vaccine. And, you know, eerily similar to today, it was like a three part series. Um, and I developed a myriad of heart conditions afterwards. And that was when I first woke up to uh, you know, the, the pharmaceutical complex. And when I became a mother, uh, you know, I, I saw the pattern continue with how many people didn't have any education really about vaccines, including pediatricians and so-called, uh, you know, providers where, you know, they were just uh, regurgitating medical information from, from school and these books that were paid for by Pfizer anyways. And they, you know, they didn't even realize that there weren't controlled studies on childhood vaccinations and they've never been t- uh, tested altogether. Just, you know, the list goes on about actually uh, just how dangerous and what I believe, you know, they, they make patients for life. Uh, essentially with vaccination. Uh, And so, you know, those were definitely some of the more early origins of of kind of like where I built my armor up. And then in uh, 2020 uh, and 21, I actually, um, you know, I was ostracized in my own home for these beliefs. You know, um, actually it's my ex-husband now, uh, you know, we've gotten divorced since due to all of this, you know, moral difference, but, you know, being, uh, being told that you are the oddball out, you know, why, why can't you let people uh, wear masks and, you know, let them take their vaccine and, you know, don't warn them about it being dangerous. And why do you want to go out and, and yell about um, mandates? And, you know, it's, um, I, I know personally also what it's like to be on the other side and how important that community and like-mindedness, uh, how essential that is, you know, because yeah. that's, what this world needs, you know, is, is coming together. Um, you know, that's what they try to do is divide us. But, um, you know, those are some of the, the earliest origins. Um, but we launched in, in 21 uh, as an app for Google and Apple uh, Play Store, or excuse me, the other way around, Apple Store and Google Play Store. And um, it was very quickly, 
you know, we were in trouble. It was like the first 60 days, uh, you know, they, we had actually gotten over 60,000 members in, wow. in the first two months. And that's when a reporter had reached out to Apple and they said, why do you let all these anti-vaxxers uh, be on the app store? You know, this is outrageous. Aren't they a danger to society? And they, uh, essentially changed their terms and agreements to to delete us and they erased us off of the apple store that day um it was just due to misinformation about the covid pandemic and uh you know google was uh very quickly approaching second um and so it was kind of like the you can't fire us we quit and we don't want to be a part of you you know your uh technocratic garbage anyways um and yeah. so then we went to injected.com which is where uh you your son probably uh heard from heard about us from which is yeah, yeah. for still the same features uh dating friendships uh, community and then of course we we take it to the next level we have uh, blood and fertility directories <sighs> sperm eggs breast milk surrogates uh, the whole nine yards, uh, all for mRNA free humans. <laughs> yes, I'm unvaccinated, thank goodness. And my family, um, immediate family is unvaccinated, but yeah. my, my brother and his family, my mom, they all believed mm -hmm. all that garbage out there, unfortunately. Yeah. But at least my immediate household were, were unvaxxed. Oh, thank yeah. goodness. Yeah. yeah. And, exactly. you know, uh, uh, yeah, I, of course, my really close family didn't, but, um, you know, still a lot of family did. And, know. Uh, you know, it's so it's that was part of the reason, too, where it's like essentially family and friends were lining up to take a lethal injection as far as I was concerned, you know, and there was a lot of grieving, I think, that we all went through in 21 when we'd find out you know, see somebody taking a selfie with their Vax card and you like literally would your heart and your stomach would drop and you'd be like, oh my God, you didn't listen to any of the heat or the warning. And like, now you have to like almost have this sense of like, um, like worry or like I pray for them kind of. And so, you know, I, I definitely think that we're all kind of kindred in spirits in that way. And so, you know, being able to find your, your community where we all, um, you know, maybe we were kicked out of Christmas at the dinner table or, you know, we've lost jobs or, you know, tried to been coerced, mandated, um, you know, but there's something special about, uh, you know, all of us when we come together uh, and realize, you know, just how powerful that we really can be. Yes, we can be strong together. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and how old were you when you were um, injected with that other vaccination the eight is it the HPV? the Gardasil, so yeah the hpv i was uh 14 years old uh oh, so yeah it was it was probably when i think back on it it was probably one of the initial trial shots you know it was when it was brand new and they were like acting like it was the coolest thing ever yeah super safe um super effective you know all the same spiels you know and um I was never told that it was a vaccine injury. Like this was definitely like a self-diagnosis just because the, the doctors don't even know how to, um, you know, spot a vaccine injury anyways. You know, like I would go to the hospital, like debilitated, like my heart would jump into 200 uh, beats a minute when I was fast asleep. And, you know, that'd be like just, you know, insane. Or I couldn't even go upstairs because I basically pass out. And I go to the hospital and they'd be like, you're having an anxiety attack. You'd be like, I, come on, I'm not having an anxiety attack. Like, you know, and then it kind of was like, well, okay, well, if it's not anxiety, then it's just uh, an anomaly. And that's literally the answer I was given for like most of my life is just, you know, oh, it's just an anomaly. But once I started diving into when I was pregnant with my daughter and I started like really reading and going, hmm, sounds like I had a vaccine injury. Oh, it sounds like probably most every person on the planet has a vaccine injury, actually, like, ex, you know, eczema and allergies and, you know, all of these yeah. Yeah. conditions that uh, children have these days, let alone the autism epidemic. Mm -hmm. It's just oh like, gosh. You, you know, all signs point towards the injections, all of them. Exactly. My nephew um, has autism and the mom said the same thing as soon as he took the MMR, is it? Mm -hmm. that, or that one vaccine, the typical one that makes yep. people like that? Yep. As soon as it happened, he was a thriving three-month-year-old. And then as soon as he got it, he just 
just <laughs> lost all that facial um, smiling, all that. There was no more interaction. And he it's was terrible. just like in space. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's really sad. That's the same story that so many mothers have. And it's so yeah. um, sickening that, you know, they still get ostracized for that, you know, and still get kicked yeah. out of offices for not wanting to vaccinate. And, you know, thankfully yeah. the, the COVID scandemic has like awakened so many people to childhood vaccinations. You know, that is the one blessing in disguise. So they realized, hmm, maybe, maybe the other ones aren't as safe as effective as we thought either, you know? <laughs> so your, ch your children, they're not vaccinated. No. Yeah. Very lucky. Very yeah, lucky. Yeah, very blessed. Um, my, my brother, when he was having his uh, baby, which was, I think she's seven now, they basically forced them they said, if you want to have your baby here at the Kapiolani um, Children's Hospital, you have to get, you, the mother has to get vaccinated. And then the baby has to be, yeah. Yep. When was this? This was, she's seven or eight now. Oh. Yeah. So eight years ago, seven years ago. Wow. How interesting. I know. And I told him, maybe you don't want to give them that. You know, just wait and think about it and do your research. He's like, they're they're forcing us to. I mean, we don't even have a choice. If we want the baby to be born here, we have to sign papers. Hmm. Wow. And that's why people need to have their babies at home and stuff because yeah, you know right? the the, the hospital should be able to tell you anything as a BS. Like, it's completely your choice. Whatever you want to do with your child. And um, I had my first two at the hospital. And then I had my, my youngest, he's almost a year. I had him at home and wow. that was with like a totally, wife? what's that? With, with midwife? midwife? Yeah, it was planned. Oh, okay. um, and it was a completely different experience. I mean, like yeah. my, like mind bending actually when I, when I compare my births. And so, you know, honestly, and that's why they, they try to stop people too. Like, because right. if people had their babies at home, they would, um, they would probably overthrow the government way more because they would realize how powerful they are. Like literally you would just, that's what would happen. <laughs> that's awesome that you had your baby at home. Wow. Yeah. It was my, it was definitely one of my greatest accomplishments. Yeah. 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 I wish I would have done all three, but at least I learned. Yeah. How old are your babies? Um, six, three, and then almost one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so the three-year-old, was he born on Maui? Mm-hmm. Yeah, all, oh, all of them were. Um, oh, yeah, really? so, yeah, I got my three little Maui babies. Um, he was actually oh. born, like, in the heart of COVID times. Um, and so yeah. they were definitely so weird, um, like, yeah. beyond at the hospital, like, with the mat, yeah. like, trying to just treat you like cattle. Like, they wanted me to give birth with a mask on. Like, it was disgusting. I was going to ask you. <laughs> I was like, no way. I was like, I'm not going to. And so the only thing they would let me do was the um, oxygen mask. So okay. I was like, well, I'll wear an, I'll wear the, I'll like, I make, if you're going to pump me with straight oxygen, I guess. But I was like, I'm not going to wear the other one. And, but they were so weird. And then even in recovery, they would come and yell at you if you weren't wearing your mask. Like, oh and gosh. I mean, they were just lunatics. Um, and then, I mean, they were still doing it last year when, I had my second son. They were still trying to mandate the mask for women at the hospital. Two years later. It's insane. While giving birth. Yes. And then it's like the fact that like a doctor, like that's just like a, every Hippocratic oath is just, I feel like violated right there. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you're not from, are you from Maui? Or are you from no. somewhere? You're not from Yeah, Maui, I'm originally from, from Idaho, uh, but I've been here for 10 years. Oh, yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So I just came and I fell in love, of course, like everybody else. And I went and I um, was like scraping my windshield with ice back in winter. And I was like, <laughs> I don't ever want to do this again. And, um, and so yeah. when I came to Maui, actually, I lived on Front Street and I worked off of Front Street. So actually, wow. yeah, everywhere that burned in Lahaina. So it's yeah, like I, I, I spent about five years there. Um, and now I'm uh, up, like an upcountry Maui. But um, I really love, I love the islands. I love the people. And I, I'm, yeah. It, you know, it's such a special place. Um, yeah. What about you? Did, 
Yeah, I, I was um, born in Japan, but raised in Hawaii my yeah. whole life. I, I lived in um, in the mainland as well, but um, um, Hawaii is my home. And yeah, come back. What, or like Oahu or all that. Oahu, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Oahu. Yeah, Oahu. Yeah, have nice. you been on this island? I've been, I visited, and, um, you know, it's definitely, like, so different than Maui. <laughs> you, like, love more action. Well, I, maybe not on the North Shore, but I went to yeah. Waikiki, so... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm not too far from Waikiki. I grew up um, in Kaimuki, which is not too far from Waikiki. Okay. Um, yeah. So, nice. But it's um, it's definitely home. Yeah. That's for sure. And it's nowhere on, I, I don't think, anywhere in the world that's like Hawaii. That's for no. sure. I get no. homesick when I'm, when I'm away. And yeah. the food is so good here. <laughs> Any anytime I leave, I'm like, why am I leaving? Where where am I going? There's like nowhere else to go. It's just the place to be. So I feel the same way when you like the second you're gone, you're like, I just want to be back in Hawaii. That's all I want to be. Yeah. <laughs> when you came here, were you on vacation, like just you or your family? Or I actually visited with a high school boyfriend way back in the day. It was his family oh. that took me here. Um and. Yeah, I I came to visit with them. Um, and so, yeah, I was like, and then I, when I came back home, I had told my mom at the time, I was like, Hawaii. I was like, that's the place. I was like, I'm not, I was like, the second I'm graduating, the second I'm old enough, I'm out of here, I'm gone. And I talked about it so much that um, she actually ended up moving too. So now I've got my mom down here. So my kids have grandma. Um, and so I'm very fortunate. But, um, yes. you know, back in the day, I mean, I didn't stay as a tourist. I had to. I had to come back on my own accord. But it planted the seed, and I, I realized yeah. where I wanted to be. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So you were there during the Maui fires. Yeah. Is your mom okay? She and is. Your family. Thank, thank goodness, Good. everybody's okay. Um, she was working off of Front Street that day of the oh fire. So she did barely escape. Um, oh but you know, like, honestly, it's like, I, like, I want to say it's the biggest cover up since nine 11, pretty much. Yeah. I, I mean, it's feel. and the country, you know, no one stopped for it. And it's like, you know, the, you know, vacation is still like going on, but there's still, we have no idea how many people are even missing. And then there's yeah. like, you know, this body count that seems really off. And even mm. locals like Coconut Wireless will be like, mm, this doesn't seem right. But these officials are able to go and be like, it's 97. And then we all just believe that. I don't believe it at all. No. And it, I, I, I fear that it could be like thousands, to be honest. You know, there was... Yeah. So many undocumented people living in Lahaina. It's like, you know, just Filipino and Mexican and, and you know, just all kind of, you know, Asian um, from everywhere. And they're too scared to come forward and say, you know, they were living there or, you know, they weren't counted in a census. And so how many people were actually in Lahaina that day? And then yeah. what kind of, you know, cover up is this for the tourism industry? Because right now they're only saying that one tourist perished. And like, you know, I'm sorry, like that sounds like a blessing, but I'm one, one come on. Like what kind of denial is this? Like if you, if anybody has ever been to Lahaina, you know that there is, it's just like Waikiki, there's tourists everywhere. Yep. And, you know, yep. so there's just like this dissonance happening with like what we yeah. know as truth, but then like what is actually being you know, prevailed in the media, which obviously like, that's not a first for us. If you know about the vaccine and like agenda, like this is, this has happened before. And especially here in Hawaii, like so many people fell for the vaccine and, you oh, know, um, it, it was that's like the, being, the Hawaiians, though. The Hawaiians right. Your, so your ties, especially like, it was like, I, even me, I thought it was a fun, like it's the aloha thing to do is to be vaccinated. And like the, the psyop that happened down here was, was so immense. And so now I think people are like having this moment where 
it's kind of like a red pill, like black pill moment at the same time where they're like, I don't want to believe that the government would murder us, but I, maybe, maybe they did. Um, and it's like, you know, it seems like people are kind of warming up to that thought, unfortunately, but then the other half is still, you know, they would call us crazy for even speculating that this wasn't a natural disaster and it wasn't just a tinderbox waiting to happen. And it's like, and that's just, I think what's so wild to me is like the ostracization for just asking questions. It it seems like it was even, yeah, okay. The, the fires, you know, continuously grew because of those dead grass over there. That's invasive grass in Mali, but it seemed like they let that happen. Yeah. Like why not? remove it yeah they just let it go yeah like something so they have this plan coming so let it just stay there because we got something going on in right. the future so just and we might as well burn it and clear it so it's easier to develop and it's like literally yeah. and most i don't know you know if oahu is experiencing the same issue but like most of maui right now is so dry like ever since they stopped doing the sugar cane and you know actually take you know caretaking the land with the sugar cane um it's all just dead brush now and it's like almost all of maui is just waiting to burn and and you know they're just like at this point that's when you know it's county that they're they're mismanaging on purpose because of the reasons that we just said because it's like why wouldn't you um implement that homeowners have to take care of their land and that you know county land has to be tilled or planted or watered but instead we're sending millions of gallons of water down to the tourist resorts down to Wailea so we don't have any water for the rest of the island and it's like you know it's probably the tale is all this time truly but it makes you wonder like what is the why why do they want it to burn why exactly yeah. exactly why and why did they block the streets that day uh, uh august 8th <laughs> i've heard many stories where the local people were just going in circles and going yep. in circles they can't go this way they're stuck in traffic yep. i don't know if people know this out out in the world but they were stuck in traffic they couldn't get out every which way it was blocked mm-hmm. the police blocked the road you know, it's true hold i know the police and my mom can corroborate this because she was the very last exit in lahaina like on front street so she should have been able to take a right and immediately exited but instead there was a policeman right there and he said you need to turn around you need to go back into front street and she's like but why can't i just leave and they're like oh they're setting up a new telephone uh, pole in 80 mile an hour winds, they were setting up a new pole. And and so then she, yeah, she get, it was like they were directing a parade. And I hate to say that because there is, obviously there is good first responders, but on this day, whatever orders they were following or whatever, they were acting out of character. And like they were basically like coordinating it like it was a parade and sending everyone back into front street and um it got gridlock and she was saying that every exit that she tried sure enough a police or a power line or just cones like even some were just not even not even anything in the way but just blocked off and so then finally locals were like we well we're just gonna have to disobey orders um if we want to live and you know she yeah. ended up turning around in the road in the middle of the road she made traffic stop for her she did like a 20 point turn she was able to right. um find she went back to that first exit where that cop was in the um they like somebody had blown past the cones and so she just like followed them and left um but she was able to get out and um but you know so many people that were subservient and obedient you know like there's like pictures i'm sure that you've seen where the highway is clear but like no one's like just crossing the grass berm to get up on the highway and leave and so you're like what was going on in the air that day and it makes me feel like that it had to have been some sort of attack because 
you know, there was like a energy dampen, like there was like something in the air and whether that was like a 5G or a chemical that they sprayed, like a chemtrail or something was awry. And, you know, my mom's pretty on it and like her natural instincts. And she even said like that she just felt like kind of slow. Like she didn't know, like everything just kind of was slowed down. And that even people on Front Street were like, like smiling, like driving into the fire. Like nobody was in this fear state of like that you would have expected until it was too late, you know? And so it's like, she she said it was like a hypnosis on the whole town. Here is an eyewitness of exactly what Shelby was talking about. They saw people not caring during the fire. So take a listen. This is a news account. Then when we reached Front Street, I mean, the fire had already crossed over past our house onto Front Street. And then you just seen buildings on fire on Front Street, cars just being engulfed in smoke. And I almost took the wrong turn. But my wife told me to go left. So, you know, I ended up going left. And everybody that was going in towards Lahaina instead of leaving Lahaina ended up getting stuck there, buildings started falling apart, and uh, we just headed out and, I mean, it's just behind of us as we're looking ahead towards Wailuku side. I mean, it's just clear skies and behind us, the sky is just dark black, yeah. like everything was just going up in flames. And, you know, and just a lot of people who should have been evacuating were just walking around and we're like looking like, you should be leaving and, you know, you know, yeah, I it just kind of felt like people were kind of giving up. They they just weren't, you know, trying to get out. I, it was such a weird feeling. It was an eerie feeling. You know, if you're like me, where, where I talk about injected, where, what do we know about vaccines and what do we know about nanotechnology? That you can remote modify behavior with nanotechnology. So, you know, is that why they, they uh, mandated all the first responders to get vaccinated? Every police officer, every fireman, is that why they were mandated? So they would act out of character because of the vaccines they were given? Is that why the general population was acting out of character? Because they were being affected by that vaccine that they had? Because we know 80% of people had it, right? So is that why? Uh, I, I just feel like there's so many just nefarious questions and so many, like people aren't ready yeah. to like realize, like they're not, they don't even want to like ask those questions, <laughs> to be honest. They don't That's even... the first time I heard that. Yeah. That, yeah. that is, that makes you wonder. And didn't your car, I, I remember watching some. Yeah. It was like three days later. And so that car was the one my mom was driving when she escaped Lahaina. And then like, and it's a newer car. It's definitely like well taken care of. It, it shouldn't have had an electrical issue. And I'm coming down the mountain and it goes into brake failure, battery failure, like system failure. And I was like, this is bizarre. And every light came on. And then the saga actually continues because we took it to the dealership and because it was under warranty. And then they said that they needed to fly an inspector from the mainland to come see it and it was there for over a month and i was like oh my gosh like were there multiple cars with electrical issues and was that like really just like like an fbi agent or like a sign like they just wanted to kind of get like a recording um like a reading on what was going on like i do feel like there had to have been some sort of an electrical attack on lahaina because one the sirens didn't go off. And is that because, you know, they said they did, they didn't sound them, but was there actually like an EMP situation? And maybe it was, maybe they couldn't go off. Maybe like that's a potential because people were also found uh, trapped in their vehicles and they were not able to open the doors or the windows, which would signify some sort of like electrical or EMP situation. And, you know, I think that's also why they kept 
people out, you know, and they put this fence up like a crime scene because I think people would ask those questions like, why are people stuck in the car? Like, wouldn't you have yeah. enough time to get out of a vehicle? Yep. You shouldn't be I stuck in a car. Course. You should be able to run. So something yeah. is, and you know, many people, even people that did, you know, end up in the ocean and lived, mm -hmm. they would say, oh, I went to go start my car and my car wouldn't start. Wow. And it's like, it wasn't hot enough for all the cars not to start. So it's like, yeah. what was going on? And it's like, we know that cars these days have microchips. They're all Microchip. connected to the satellites. I mean, they could yeah. definitely do whatever they wanted to do. Oh, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, after the car like imploded, I mean, it definitely made me think like, is that because she kind of was on that threshold where she just, I mean, she made it out within probably like 30 minutes of Lahaina being gone. Wow. So was it like just on the brink of like getting some of that exposure um, that, you know, just fried the system? Yeah. I don't know. That's but when the inspector came, I just felt like that was really weird. <laughs> weird that is weird so did they fix it or did they, they fix it they just they replaced yeah. so it's a hybrid battery and those like really oh. expensive uh crazy batteries and so they replaced it um and it works but it still makes me a little eerie you know like what what did they do <laughs> what did they really do for a month like what kind of inspector i'm like if to pay an inspector to fly in like that must be like really like they have to be weighing something out like to pay for that i don't know it seems interesting <laughs> yeah. what kind of car is this uh it's a rav4 like a hybrid okay yeah yeah like yeah. super popular down here everybody has ravs yeah 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 that is so strange beyond that is so strange but you know i heard stories where people i think it was a minister of some some religion somebody he said yeah. he saw his he just said goodbye i don't remember if it was a family member it may have been um he said goodbye and he was staying here wherever that was and they took off and he saw the fires come and they didn't get out of the car and he didn't understand why why did he get out of the car? See, that makes me that. wonder, like, what was in the air? Because, like, people were not acting within their natural instinct. Yeah, were they locked in or were they like, ha, 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 we'll be safer in here while the fire is coming? It doesn't make any sense. Mm -mm. It doesn't make sense. No. And I, I and I think no. that's why they kept the reporters and the people out for so long, too, especially because, yeah. yeah. you know, I think the body count was much higher. They've had a lot more work to do cleaning up evidence. But, um, you know, like, I think those are the questions that would that would be asked, because I've heard people say um, the first responders um, and just, you know, like guys that got in there, that the people they were seeing were like like Pompeii, like frozen in time, like wow. in in positions that you wouldn't get just frozen. And even like animals that are on all fours, but deceased, not the hair is not singed off, but they're wow. they're dead standing up like that. And, you know, dogs, cats, like, you know, there's something to be asked for and that's also where like it gets even like a more like a level of like nefariousness and criminal activity because we know that Pelletier, the ch police chief has ordained himself coroner so the only person that would have done these medical examinations literally doesn't exist it's just him and so he's wow. saying none of these bodies are suspicious this is not a criminal investigation. Um, this was just a natural disaster. And it's like, he's literally playing both parts. Yes. And, you know, that's also yeah. where it's like, where is the people to say, I don't this know. isn't okay. We just kind of put up with it. It's like, we just like want to bend over and take it at this point. I don't it's get like, that. I don't get it either. Does it feel weird there? It, Does it what? Feel weird? weird? Still, yeah, is it still yeah. like, that foggy, hazy over there? Maybe, maybe something's still going on over there where people are not uprising. I, I agree with you because even some of the people in Lahaina 
And like, and it's like, you know, they're waiting on their kumus or their elders, like to speak up. And they, they're kind of waiting for this psychological permission. It seems like, you know, they want the elders to say, yeah, we were attacked, but they're not doing that. And so then they're just choosing also, oh, well, you know, uncle doesn't think so. So I shouldn't either. And it's kind of like, it seems like also this societal too, like, cause they're damn, like they're damaging each other's character, like, you know, for believing in not the group think. And so, you know, and that hurts people when you're called the crazy person. And, you know, we have already built up the armor from the vaccines, <laughs> you know, we're like, we're used to being called names and it's like, but yeah. for some people, that's like super shocking when you are the conspiracy theorist. And I think that's also what keeps people from speaking up is because they don't want their, their tutus or their aunties to think that they're crazy. And it's like, but inside of them, they know that something's not right, but they're not saying it. And it's like, there's like something that needs to be like overcome. And, but yeah, maybe it's still in the air, you know, because or maybe it's in the water because none of the water is good. You're and so right. they've been bringing in government right. water and like right. people have been drinking that government I'm water right. and it's like, what's You're in right. there? I mean, exactly. like, I don't know. Ugh. It's really right. sus. And then, you know, even here in Kula, like they had fires on our side of the island as well. But those ones are... Um, they weren't like as annihilating as Lahaina. Like, the, you know, wow, there's when you when you look that. at the when you look at the footage or like you see the recovery process. Like, people still have items and stuff. Like, it looks like a natural fire on this side, but on that side, there's there's nothing left. And it's like, and people are asking the question. Well, why did why did the glass melt and why did this melt and why did this yeah. happen? But then they're not. But then when it comes down to it, they're like. Oh, I don't want to say anything because, um, you know, the mayor's my uncle's auntie's husband's brother. And you're like, that's not why you don't say anything. Like, ah, like you know exactly what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Did you see yeah. how fake Josh's wife was when she was crying? It's like, what the hell? I saw that on, on the news and it's like that she's bull crapping the whole, the whole thing. Like eight or tears. Yeah. And if she oh, owns the foster care facility on Oahu. It's Holly Kippa. It's by Pearl Harbor. And okay. it's a foster care. If you'll, you should definitely Google it because the um, symbol is the pedophile symbol. Um, <gasps> and of course, she is the chairman. And then if you look at who the president is, guess who the president of the, the, the pedophile foster care facility is? It's Heko. It's the same guy who's the president of Hawaii Electric. You're like, it doesn't get any worse. Um, you know, it's like they're all just doing the back handshakes. You know, like like Richard Bisson, his daughter works for Mecco. And so he said that he wasn't going to sue Maui Electric because he was implicated because he has people related that work there. So he couldn't testify against them. Oh my god it's That's like one thing i hate it's crazy and so they get away with this just because like being related and stuff there's definitely like a level of corruption too that's happening like in oh, a yeah. different level that doesn't happen on the mainland yeah <laughs> wow because because it's such a small community everybody knows everybody and yeah. it's smaller there than it is here so yeah it's it's a tighter community there than it is here yeah oh my yeah. god i did not know that I am going to look into that. It's wild. How crazy. And yeah, it's and wild. you should, maybe you should drive by that one, um, that one place. Because, you know, where did all those children go? We had, first we had 2,000 and then 1,700. And then it was still now at like a, a little over 500 children that were unaccounted for. And, you know, of course, they're not saying that they were in the accident. So where are they? And where are the parents? I also want to know where's the extended family? Like, you know, there's so many questions and that's why I fear like, so maybe like full families perished as well, because there's also just like, not, you know, there's like, I haven't there. And the one thing is like, there's not been one memorial 
for any of these people. We don't even know their pictures. We don't even know who they are. It's like, it's like they're just acting like it never happened. You know, I've seen like one Instagram page, a memorial page, but it only has just a few pictures. Where yeah. is the rest? I, you know, I just don't get it. I don't get it. I don't either. Yeah. Did they have a lot of homeless people where you were? In yeah. Lahaina? Definitely. Oh, okay. So it could be a lot. And, of the, and they would be in that there. list too. And completely unaccounted for because yeah. it's an invisible yep. Yep. list. Like, and it's, and then also another yeah. point that one of my Hawaiian friends made to me was that she grew up with so many, you know, aunties and uncles that just like, she would only call them by that and the street name they lived on. Mm. So like auntie that lives on this street and no one actually wow. knows their legal names because they oh were born God. in Japan or they were born somewhere else. And you know, they, maybe it was her mom who knew that they, who they were, but her mom's passed. And so it's like, people don't even know the legal names of a lot of these um, senior citizens as well. And it's like, what about them? If they didn't have any living family that knew about them, do they also go into that invisible list? It, it's yeah. There's like definitely like the feeling in the air that there's a lack of like justice in general. Definitely. Yeah. I know. And I, it's funny how I, I think just recently I saw on, on your show, the injected, um, you guys talked about the Simpson <laughs> and yeah. how, how they predict it. Right. The Maui blue places Maui and the blue. Mm -hmm. That was freaky. I was like, whoa, they just what's put it in We come. Ananakuli Makawani and Onananalula Hawaii. Hawaii? What about Hawaii? Mo? Who's going to Hawaii? Am I going to Hawaii? Stop saying Hawaii in there. We've erected a massive concave reflective surface. It will focus the sun's beam in a deadly ray. First off, I'd like to thank the good people at Chan Jin Smelting and Mining and Donuts and Tops for neutralizing our wonderful, deadly new Lord Lad. Face, it's just terrible. Oh, and I found another one since then. It was a movie. I think it's like 2012 or 13, and it's called Hereafter, and it's set on Front Street and they annihilate all of Front Street with a tsunami. But everybody dies in the movie. And you're like, but it's just with water instead of fire. So, you know, and in, in the movie, somebody pointed out something really eerie is like her bracelet that comes off, like when she passes away, like she's like, it's in floating in the water. It forms like a, uh, an eight, and then there's exactly eight beads on the bracelet, like eight, eight. So like, was it predictive programming? Ooh, like, were they telling us all along what they were gonna do? Maybe. That is crazy, yeah, because eight all They do, and that's how they get away with it, because we know that these evil people have to tell you what they're doing so they're karmically they can keep doing it because if you reveal if you're like i'm going to do something evil to you and the public gives permission and says okay well then they can keep doing that energetically like the law of spiritual law like that's how they get away with this because they put it in the open with the, the simpsons or the movies or the this or the that they tell us what they're gonna do and then they do it and so it's just up to us to like read between the between the lines and say, that is crazy. we catch you before you do this. Yeah. yeah. yeah but how, right? But that's where how? we gotta, 
I know. Yeah, exactly. How? Which which one of these? Easier said than done. Yeah. <laughs> Which one is, uh, is a warning that something's going to happen? Yeah. I mean, seriously. <laughs> exactly. <so> wow. <laughs> that is so crazy. 8-8 eight, eight on her bracelet. Yeah. Always in your face like that. It is. That's They're awful. evil like that. I know. I don't... They're so evil like that. Wow. Wow. I mean... I have so much more to ask you, but you got to go. <laughs> <laughs> we can do a follow-up. We can definitely, yeah. we can definitely connect again anytime. I would love to. Yeah. yeah. Did you, I thought I heard something about you having a book or something coming out. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah. I do have a book that we just co-authored um, actually with a, a good friend um, and author of, um, that I know who actually introduced uh, Unjected to our partner, the wellness company. Uh, her name is Steffi wow. Perushi. We came together um, to kind of put together this um, evidence and testimony because yeah, this is like, obviously we could talk about this for like there's so much to unpack. It's yeah, almost sickening. More. <laughs> yeah, and we yeah. and we didn't even touch we didn't even touch the surface. And so, um, you know, the book is called "Burn Back Better." Uh, you know, okay. because we believe that build back better is just bullshit. <laughs> quite frankly, we know what you're up yeah. to, and um, you know they're trying to burn us out through disaster capitalism and mass murder of of these land grabs through fire. And so, yeah. you know, we've taken, um, you know, as much testimony and evidence as we can about the Lahaina fire so far, you know, we can, we anticipate it's going to be multiple volumes as it continues, <laughs> as this investigation yeah. continues. But um, even, even some of the stuff that they've um, erased off the internet already, like the pilot logs, oh, no. like coming into Maui, oh, like several right. things. Yeah. Like they, they're already trying to cover up and scrub their tracks. Mm -hmm. And so we just want to make sure that we put this somewhere in hard evidence that they're not going to just like erase it that easily from us. And also we yeah. touch on uh, some of the other fires around the world because, you know, like obviously Lahaina is one of them, but Greece was on fire for a long time. Canada has been hit with fires. Um, yeah. Paradise. I mean, there's literally, um, and they all have very similar consistent themes. Wow. Um, and so, you know, we just try to, we do try to keep it objective, you know, whether it's just yeah. negligence, uh, whether it's arson or whether it's, you know, actual technology that they're using and, and unveiling on the population. But uh, yeah, we, we uh, list out all the different types of ideas that we've had and, um, testimony that we've found so far so yeah it's on wow. pre-order on amazon it's okay. uh, burn back better and it will be out on october 1st <laughs> awesome oh my yeah. god that's like in a couple of days it is, it's coming up soon yeah <laughs> awesome and where else can people find you at yeah, so um, of course you can find me just on injected.com. That's where I um, hang my hat over there most of the time. And um, and then of course all of our socials are at injected official, uh, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Um, and then yes, the next show I'm hopping over to is the injected show, um, which we do every Friday. Uh, it's live streamed anywhere that you can find podcasts um, as our kind of like call-in show, uh, tell us crazy stories. We talk about very cheeky adult topics uh, and we have a lot of fun. <laughs> it's a fun show. I love it. I love it. And yeah, I would definitely, if maybe after your book comes out, I'd love to have you back. Absolutely. Let's do that. Again. Yeah. I would love that so anytime. And I'm glad that you're helping get the voice out and, you know, even being on Oahu, like we need our sister islands to like, see, this is, we we see you maui we stand with you so i really appreciate yes, you do yeah um, thank you thank you so much as we wrap up this episode with shelby the founder of unjected we are reminded of the profound impact that one person's vision and dedication can have on the world i would like to extend my deepest gratitude to shelby for sharing her journey and inspiring work she continues to do and we look forward to the continued growth and impact of Unjected. And as we come to the end of this podcast, I want to take a moment to thank you for being part of the Sensible Hippie community. Your presence and support means the world to me. And if you've enjoyed this episode, 
please consider giving me a five-star review on your favorite platform. Your review not only means the world to me, but also helps others to discover this content. Until the next time, stay curious and keep exploring. Bye! Just the right time